Hey creeps, welcome back to 911 Calls with Cole. Each week we will listen to a 911 call and explore the stories and crimes surrounding them. Now, before we get started, check the front door. Is it locked? Okay, good. Now you can relax. Sit back as I tell you about the Craigslist baby killer. Have you ever heard of a bereavement doula? A bereavement doula is someone who supports families experiencing a loss or unexpected, difficult, or life-limiting diagnosis. And that was the chosen profession of Elizabeth Petricelli. And like many of us, Elizabeth was active in Facebook groups regarding her passion and profession. But one day, Elizabeth came across a Facebook post that sent up red flags for her. The post read, Non-breastfeeding advice needed. I have a friend whose wife is pregnant, and he confided in my fiancé that she refuses to go to the doctor. Her whole pregnancy has been sketchy. She supposedly had a hysterectomy, but then got pregnant, which I know can happen. But she wouldn't let him go to the doctors with her. Then she was supposedly due mid-November, then mid-December. Here it is mid-January and still no baby. I'm confused. Is it considered child endangerment if she won't go to the doctor? I don't know how long it's been, but her husband is concerned. The poster was an acquaintance of Elizabeth's who felt reasonably worried and concerned and took to Facebook to try and find an outside opinion. Elizabeth Petricelli had been trained in spotting mothers or would-be mothers who would want to potentially abduct newborns from the hospital when she underwent security training. Now, I know what you're thinking. Security at a hospital needs to learn how to spot mothers looking to abduct babies. It's unfortunately more common than you think. So when Elizabeth Petricelli saw the post, she felt a moral obligation to reach out. In Elizabeth's response, she said, This is a red flag for me. She may be attempting to find someone who she can get a baby from in order to present this to her husband. I know this is all conspiracy theory-like, but this should be taken seriously. If she is claiming to be pregnant, but has had a hysterectomy, she has an ectopic pregnancy, which would require medical intervention in order for the baby to survive, and the mother. She has likely made this up, maybe because she is grieving her lost uterus and the fact that she can no longer carry a baby in her womb. My concern would be for any pregnant woman being around her because if she is desperate, she may do the unmentionable and harm the mother and take the baby. Elizabeth knew it seemed far-fetched and outlandish, but she felt that it was a distinct possibility that this individual the Facebook post was referring to might act violently towards another expectant mother while in the throes of her own grief. But Elizabeth Petricelli isn't the victim of the story. She was only the herald of what was to come. 27-year-old Michelle Wilkins was browsing Craigslist. She was seven months pregnant at the time and expecting her first child, an unborn baby girl she planned to name Aurora, when she came across an ad for free baby clothes. If you've ever walked through the baby section in a department store, you know as well as I do that the cost of clothing a rapidly growing baby can become overwhelming. 
So when Michelle came across the ad for free baby clothes, she jumped at the opportunity to get ahead of the financial curve. On March 18th, 2015, Michelle Wilkins arrived at the Longmont, Colorado home, where she'd been given an address to after responding to the Craigslist ad. But when she entered the home, instead of receiving free baby clothes as she expected, something truly heartbreaking awaited her. Upon entering that home in Longmont, after responding to the Craigslist ad, after knocking on the door and walking inside, Michelle Wilkins was choked until she lost consciousness and stabbed. The details on the assault itself are unclear as Michelle herself only remembers the attack as a blur. But what was clear was the end result. Upon arriving at the home, Michelle was seven months pregnant. But now she was staring at her own intestines hanging out of her body. And she was no longer with child. Longmont 911, address of your emergency. 1620. Green place. 1620 what? Green place. I can't, I can't understand the street. Green place. Green place. Green like the color? Yeah. What's the phone number you're calling me from? Okay, what, tell, tell me what happened. She cut me. Who cut you? Downstairs, I don't know. Okay, hold on. Responded to. Hang on. Hold on. Please. I'm downstairs. Okay, who cut you? This girl I responded to was ready for that. What did she cut you with? A knife. I'm pregnant. She cut me in my stomach. I'm afraid. She cut you in your stomach? Uh -huh, I'm pregnant. Okay. What is the suspect's name? Um, I don't remember. Here, can you um, that What's your name? Uh, oh. Hang on, okay? I'm going to just... She is. bleeding out. I know you need to stay on the phone with me, okay? I'm getting everybody to you, okay? I know you stay with me, okay? I got everybody coming to help you. You stay on the phone. Don't hang up. 2102, 2121 to 1620 Green Place, 1620 Green Place for a stabbing. That page, Lincoln 13, 20-1443. I can't understand. What is your name? Okay, you're going to stay on the need you to get. Can you grab a towel or anything you can get in your hands and put it on your wound and press? How far along are you? Seven months. Seven months? Okay. Are you alone in the house? No. You stay with me. Don't go to sleep. You stay with me. You're downstairs in the basement. And are you alone? Yeah. Okay. I love Thank you. Michelle, don't don't you go to sleep, okay? You stay on the phone with me. Can you tell me did she have any other weapons besides a knife? She broke a glass. She broke a glass? Did she stab you with yeah. the broken glass also? Yeah. Okay. Michelle, you need to think real hard and tell me who it is that did this. Tell me the person's name. 
Think real hard, okay? Don't go to sleep. Stay with me. Tell me who it is. You don't know? Have you, did, did she break into the house? Does she live there? Is, no, it's her house. It's her house, okay. So you're a renter there and she she's the owner of the house? Uh-uh. No. I just wanted to try to go to Okay. Everybody's headed your way, okay? You Can you spell your last name for me? No. What? Do you have a towel on that? They're on their way, okay? I need you to take a towel and put it on your wound. How many wounds do you have? More than one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Everybody's on their way, okay? Was anyone else in the house when this happened? Mm-mm. No? Just you and her? Were you having a fight? Mm-mm. Okay. You were just trying to leave? Mm-hmm. How old are you? 26. Okay. Can you tell me what apartment number are you in, Michelle? 1620? 1620? Is it A, B, C, or D? It's like the first one on the row. Please help me. They're on their way. They're 1620 Green Place, like the color. Uh, Okay. You stay on the phone with me, okay? Don't go to sleep. We got everybody in the way. They're trying to find you now. I heard the doorbell ring. I heard the doorbell Okay. Are they ringing the doorbell? She cannot get to it. Help. Help. Okay, you hang with me. Don't hang up. Are they in the house yet? She's downstairs. Yeah, yeah, they're here. They're here. Okay, I'll let you go. Police arrived shortly after the call at 1630 Green Place at the two-story home and entered the house, making their way to the basement where they saw a large pool of blood on the floor and what looked to be a trail of blood leading from the basement bedroom into a utility room. In the bedroom, they found Michelle covered in her own blood and lying near the bed was a small knife with a three-inch blade. Michelle dipped in and out of consciousness. Police asked who stabbed her. Michelle responded she only knew the woman as D. Michelle Wilkins was then rushed to the hospital, but officers remained at the scene. One investigating officer followed the trail of blood into the utility closet where they found a washer machine full of bloody towels. Other officers found a bill from Longmont United Hospital addressed to Dinell Lane. While police were still investigating, a man arrived home, identifying himself as David Ridley. He informed police that he and his wife, Dinell, lived at the address with Dinell's two teenage daughters, and that he had arrived home from work early in order to take Dinell to a prenatal checkup. But as he made his way into the home and passed police and walked down the stairs into the basement, 
Dinell walked around the corner covered in blood. Dinell told David she had just miscarried and that the baby was in the bathtub. David rushed upstairs to the bathroom, finding the baby lying in the bathtub. David picked the child up, rubbing the small baby girl, and heard her take one gasping breath. He then wrapped her in a towel and rushed to get her and Dinell both to the hospital. While Dinell was rushing to the hospital, her two teenage daughters were being questioned by police, showing the officers ultrasound photos of the baby their mother was pregnant with. But Dinell Lane had been lying to everyone, telling them she was pregnant, when in fact she really wasn't. Upon examination from a doctor, it was noted Dinell was petite, showed no signs of pregnancy, nor was there any vaginal bleeding which would be present in a recent birth or miscarriage. While at Longmont United Hospital, Dinell was questioned by police, where she admitted to having cut Michelle Wilkins open and removing her baby in a do-it-yourself cesarean section. On March 19, 2015, the day after Michelle had made the 911 call, she awoke in hospital, connected to tubes and IVs. Confused and startled, Michelle looked at the clock. It was 7.30. Michelle Wilkins thought it was 7.30 p.m. that same day, but then she realized the clock was reading 7.30 a.m. It was the next day. The minutes ticked by as Michelle tried to stay calm, tried to fight back the panic. Memories of the previous night started coming back to her and her heart started to race. Every memory, every moment, every realization as she came out of the fog of painkillers and the grogginess of sleep brought her closer and closer to the reality that she was no longer pregnant. And Aurora, her baby girl, was no longer alive. Her husband Dan stuck by her the entire time, through her two-month recovery, through the resulting PTSD, and it wouldn't be enough to just say he's a good sport. Although he wasn't attacked, Dinell's actions affected him as well. He was a victim. He also lost a daughter. Michelle later said, It still happened to him because it was his daughter. There is this struggle with accepting that you can only be a rock for so long before you realize that you deserve all the attention and resources. He is another victim of Dinell's actions. And for her actions, while showing little to no remorse through the court proceedings, Dinell Lane received 100 years in prison. That's it for this week's episode of 911 Calls with Cole. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. I hope if you are ever on Craigslist looking to buy something, you take someone with you just in case. Have some feedback? Feel free to tweet at me at Tales by Cole on Twitter or visiting our Facebook group by searching Tales by Cole podcast discussion group. Or you can visit us on the website at talesbycole.com. Thanks for tuning in. Good night. Stay healthy. Stay safe. And don't forget to lock the doors.